This warms my heart. I want to see the talking. This is our focus in 2024 is doing a better job with relationships. We, uh, we get isolated and we get weird, so we're going to try to knock that off. So that's good. My, uh, <clears throat> so today's my birthday. The family I grew up in, six kids, spread out over 20 years. Four of the six had birthdays within a couple of weeks. So I don't know. You do the math right before then. I don't know what celebration my parents were doing, but it worked. And then my mom's birthday and my mom and dad's anniversary was all right there. So a second Christmas at our house this time of year. So that's been, uh, that's always a lot of fun. I've got, um, so of the four of us that have birthdays at the same time, um, I get to see one of them because I don't travel anymore. And so uh, they're, they're coming in to see us. So that's the way it needs to work. And uh, the others, the fact they wouldn't come see me, obviously, they're now lower on my list of favorite siblings. So that's just the way life works. So my, I, I think of my dad pretty much every day anyway, but this week being their anniversary, I was thinking, this is good old classic, he was, he was, uh, he was pretty Jewish. Classic Jewish wisdom, we're talking about fasting. We started last Monday. And uh, so we have three more days to go on this 10-day fast. And the idea is this. We can think of something we could do today that would make our lives noticeably worse. You go home, you get into the room a little too much, and you, and you drive to, to the store. That would make your life immediately a lot worse, right? If you're in a committed relationship and you decide to take a little detour for a little while, it's going to make your life a lot worse. You go to work tomorrow, you tell your boss, tell your employees, what we do doesn't matter, and you're not very good at it anyway. The Sports Illustrated owner, now closed down, said to his employees, the amount of time you people do worthless stuff is staggering. Well, that'll close down a famous magazine, won't it? There's, it's easy. Here's what's crazy. Here's where the Jewish wisdom comes in. It's really easy to think of things we could do to make our lives worse. Here's the challenge. What could we do to make our lives better? Oof. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty good already, so, uh. so for the fast, we've been trying to focus on things we could stop doing, and then we want to fill it with the good stuff. So classic fast in the Bible is food, whether it's one meal, whether it's, it's a day, there's some fasts that go longer, and the idea is we're going to stop, and we're going to focus on the fact that I'm a child of God, I'm here on purpose, and for as long as this lasts, I've got, I've got meaning. I'm here for a reason. I'm supposed to solve problems for God's other children, and in return, that makes my life meaningful. That's what we're trying to do. So last week, people, last couple of weeks, people signed up. We have three days left. Dan's sending out a, a motivational email to keep us on track. And for some, it was screen time. I was talking to one of my dad friends, and he said, for me, for the fast was I set a 20-minute alarm for social media because then I can catch up with the, you know, his family's all over the place. His friends are far away. So I can catch up with what's going on in the world. But after 20 minutes, nothing good happens. I don't feel better about myself after 20 minutes. So the alarm, and I'm, and I'm stopping. For some, it's news, the kind of news where we demonize our fellow citizens Okay, I appreciate sometimes people vote wrong, but they're still, we're in this thing, we've got to figure it out together. Demonizing your fellow citizens when you had a Jewish dad then leads to a talk on Hitler, right? See what I'm saying? So don't demonize your fellow citizens, even if you disagree with them. Maybe they'll come around. I don't know. Pray for them. But don't watch the news to the point that you're demonizing your fellow citizens. Know what's going on to a point. 
but you don't need everybody's uh, worst opinions because they probably didn't think that five years ago, and who knows what they'll think five years from now. So people have been doing a news fast. There's the food. There's the news. couple for booze. Good for you. Uh, I'm great with a booze fast unless I'm hanging out with uh, Scott Lehman, your car dealer, or Tim. Where's Tim? Yeah. Except, except for with Scott and Tim and, uh, and my, my friend Jeremy, who I'll tell you about in a minute. Except for those three, my, my booze intake is great. My liver is in great shape. The booze doctor, the liver doctor. The, the liver doctor a couple years ago I went, and his partner doctor came in and said, these are some of the best numbers we've ever seen. What's your magic? You know what it is? Years ago I went to Banner and did not die. And as a result, I'm kind of the $6 million man in there, right? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And so a little rum my liver deals with easily. My fast, I don't know how you're doing. Don't raise your hand, but we're grading ourselves here on our fasting. My fast was to, t I, I'm Ted and I think I'm funny, right? So I'm trying to take a, a, a fast of New York humor. It's not that I'm grumpy. In fact, we have to have two sinks in our marriage. We've been married 25 years because in the morning, I'm too happy. And my wife does not want to deal with that. So she can be at a different sink and pretend I don't even exist. And that works out well for us. And when we had to share a sink, that was tougher for her to pretend I didn't exist. So we had to get two sinks because I think she's hot and want, to, want her to stick around. So I've been fasting for my New York humor. I would say, well, I would say I'm doing great. But there's been a discussion in our house whether or not my fast was broken on Tuesday that started on Monday for this reason. You be the judge. Now, the teenagers, they're normally here, but they were in the, they're in the back making sure our media works. On Tuesday, my friend Jeremy, the third of the, the, the liver challenge people, he used to be a professional baseball player. And this week, he was up in Phoenix for the Padres Fantasy Camp up in Peoria. First of all, do you know how far Peoria is from here? Goodness gracious, that'll strain a friendship. But minus that little tidbit, Two and a half hours. You know what that's called? A speed limit. All right? You know, listen to Chicago drivers for how far something is. So, so, so I get there, and Jeremy started the game. Jeremy was a professional pitcher, baseball pitcher. And he's, he's my age, so he's old and broken now. But he started this game. And it's people you pay a lot of money, and you go to Padres Fantasy Camp, and the Padres players from years ago are there. And then it's a bunch of guys that played baseball in high school, the accountants, right, business owners. It's, it's, it's a pretty pathetic group. So Jeremy, last time he went, was so good, they put a, they put a rule in named after him. He can only pitch three innings because he was just striking everybody out the whole game, and he was making people cry. So, and he towers over everybody. He's six six. So I get there, and he's just finishing up his. Now it's the three inning limit, which is good. He wouldn't admit it, but his arm was killing him anyway. And he gave up three runs. So now his team is losing. So I know Jeremy's very competitive, and it's killing him inside. So as he comes off and he sees me, he comes over to chat for a minute, I, I really enjoyed pointing out, he thinks it's all because of errors. I pointed out if they hadn't hit the ball, there wouldn't have been a need for fielding. 
So they move them to shortstop, and it's only a six-inning game because they're old and they're pulling muscles right and left. And and in the, the last inning, it's now a tied game. His, his team has scratched its way back to a tie to make up for his failure. And the leadoff hitter hits the ball to Jeremy, playing shortstop, big star Jeremy, and he, and he makes an error, can't even feel the ball, bounces off of him, goes rolling, and now the bottom of the last inning, the winning, the go-ahead run is on, and sure enough, comes around to score because, really, they are terrible. Jeremy then gets one more chance to redeem himself. He comes up with two outs in the last inning with the bases loaded, and he hits the ball about as hard as a, pe- a person our, our age can hit it. Here's the glory. Alex Smith, the quarterback that almost died when he had the broken leg, I think he's an NFL commentator now. His brother, also pretty athletic, is playing center field for the other team. Staggers around a bit, but makes the catch. Game over. Jeremy's team loses, and it's all Jeremy's fault. Can I get an amen? (laughs) And because he's my dear friend, and I made the effort to drive two hours and 34 minutes, Tim, to be there. So he comes over, and, you know, everybody's being kind, and now it's time for lunch. And Jeremy says, you got to stick around for the second game. I said, no. Oh, he gave me video, and he wanted to know that they won the second game, but I really enjoyed our chat over the next 15 minutes. And so I came home, and I was telling my wife and my soon-to-be 15-year-old and, and our 11-year-old and the 8-year-old, and then the 15-year-old, who's much nicer, takes after his mom, said, well, doesn't that break your New York humor fast? But my point is, Jeremy doesn't know I was fasting. <laughs> so... I don't know how your fast is going, but in my mind, mine is still going great. Hope you're reading the emails, the the motivational emails. The idea is we're doing this together. Just as we can individually make choices that make our life worse, we can make choices that would make our life better, and we have a vague awareness of those. Maybe to get more sleep, Solomon's about to point out, maybe to get less sleep, depending on how we're using sleep, to do more exercise, to watch our eating habits, to read the Bible more. Who are we being around? A couple of people last week we were talking, and I said, what, you, did you sign up? And said, no, I didn't sign up for the fast, but I'm going to fast. And I said, oh, what are you fasting from? And they named somebody. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, all right. Nobody I knew, so, you know, it wasn't me. My mother-in-law has tried fasting from me, but Jenny keeps kicking her back into the arena, and I appreciate that. We are going to try to do that. We are doing this together because we want to realize that we can all make worse choices for our life. But what if we actually made better choices for our life? So let's get rid of a few things and then learn from what we've done because we've, we've fasted on the social media and the news and maybe food and, and the booze and the time doing things that aren't the best use of our time. And now what could we fill that time with? It'd be productive. Better habits. There's this great book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, who makes it clear how to make better habits. Small changes that can lead to big results. It's a great book. If you haven't read it, you should read the book Atomic Habits. It's been out a long time. You can get it for a dollar, I'm sure, somewhere. Somebody has it here, and they'll let you read it. Yep, right there. People have it. They'll let you borrow it. But he's really just taking some old wisdom, ancient biblical wisdom, and applying it to today. So we're going to go back 3,000 years to the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. 
And they would teach the kids out of the Bible. You would memorize the verses and, and you would learn that God is real, that I was born here on purpose. We're supposed to do this together. Very important lessons. And then we get to the book of Proverbs. This is teaching more the, the middle school years, the early high school years. That's what the book of Proverbs is about. Passing down the ancient wisdom, most of it from King Solomon. And here, how's this for a beginning? My child, take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. And I think, how come I got to fast from New York humor when it's right here? It's biblical. By the way, the kids in the back have, uh, have ant farms today, and I can't wait to hear about that. Grandma thought it would be a good idea for one of the kids' birthday to send an ant farm last year, and they didn't escape. But no matter what you do, ants um, have a, let's call it a limited lifespan. And once that happened, our 11-year-old is very compassionate, and she was out. She was not here for dead ants being eaten by their friends. Learn from their ways, not all of them, and become wise. They labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. Did you know that the ant and the grasshopper thing is biblical, right? Personally, I prefer bees, but bees, if you're going to have a model for hardworking, I prefer bees, but they don't get a lot of positive play in the Bible, so we have ants. And the point is, we have opportunities. Wisdom is learning from those who have gone before to have an idea of what's coming and to get ourselves ready. How do you prepare for college? Well, how about you talk to those who go before? How do you get prepared for your first day of work? Well, you talk to other people. What should I be ready for my first day of work? When you have a, a baby coming, go talk to other parents who've already been through the process. Have you ever noticed this? You talk to somebody about getting married or having a baby, and they're like, oh, it's so much work, it's good, but you're going to love it. Well, you just spent eight minutes not saying a single positive thing. But you're going to love it. Wisdom, preparing. Why do you have to go to driver's ed? Well, I don't know if you do in Arizona. I've heard some stories. But where I grew up, you had to go to driver's ed, and you had to pass the class, and you had to watch all the videos of all the car crashes with people hanging out of them dead because they weren't, you know, doing it right. Because we're going to spend the rest of our lives driving until our kids take our keys away. Can I get an amen? So you have to get ready. That's what wisdom is about, to have an idea of what's coming, and to prepare ourselves for it. So that's what we're trying to do with the fasting. We want to make some positive changes. We want to have, in a nutshell, we want to have time for more friends, more good friend time in 2024. So what do we have to get rid of so that we have time for that? Stop the doom scrolling, the news, eating inappropriately and not exercising. We don't have any energy. We want to work on those things. Now, he, he makes a... Some of us put down we need more sleep. We need to fast from screen time and news and TV and whatever else it is because we need more sleep. But here's the thing about sleep. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? So he's not denying the need for human sleep. This is the sleep as escapism. When you get up, you're wide awake, you start to brush your teeth, and you realize, I don't want to face today, and you just go back to bed. That's what he's talking about. You're not wanting to get out of bed because you're not excited about what has to happen at work today. I don't want to go to the gym. Well, then don't. We live in Tucson, Arizona. This is, this is if you're visiting, you don't know this, this counts as bad weather, right? I know. It's pretty bad. Just get up. Go for a walk. 
unless you live in Midtown, then don't go outside for any reason. But that's why we moved up here, so we can all live long and healthy lives. But uh, a couple of students here today, I'm just thankful you made it to your car safely. We don't want to do what we need to do, so therefore we sleep. That's what, he, that's what he's talking about. Sleep as escapism. There's this great old church song, work for the night is coming when our work is over, meaning now's the time. We have an opportunity right now to do something productive, to solve problems for other people that makes our life full of meaning and makes our life relationally rich. Don't put off till tomorrow what can be done today. The Rudyard Kipling poem, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a successful human, my son. Also daughter, but doesn't rhyme with run. So my dad used to say, do what you have to do. So then you can go do what you want to do. If we reverse that, if we put the dessert before the meal, we've got to have the meal first, then we get to do the dessert. And if we switch that, well, it's not going to end well for us. That's what Solomon is saying. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Ooh, yeesh. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. We can live in a scarcity mindset. Well, it doesn't matter no matter what we do. It's never enough. And Solomon is saying, whoa, that's not true. There's plenty. Figure out what you need to do. Learn from wise people who've already done it. And then consistently do those things. That's what we're supposed to be doing. The reoccurring, uh, the reoccurring theme in the Bible is there are two paths and we have to choose. Jesus said, build your house on a rock not on the shifting sand. You might start looking at housing prices and think, you know what, I could put something up in the wash right there and it'd be really reasonably priced. But monsoon is coming, so don't do that. We can save a lot of money, but it's not a good long-term strategy. Monsoon is coming. It's that idea of sacrifice. We can sacrifice tomorrow for today or today for tomorrow, but either way, we're making a sacrifice. So we can sacrifice tomorrow to for today, in that we say, I will start retirement savings in the future when I have extra money. You know what no one ever in history has had? Extra money. Nobody. All of us say we would be happier if we had 25% more than our current money. We never have extra money. If you want retirement, you have to start retirement savings today. You have to sacrifice some now for the future. Or we can do it all now and sacrifice tomorrow for today's pleasures. It's up to us. We have to choose. That's what the Bible says over and over. That's what this bit in Proverbs is saying. Tuesday, the men's group is talking about another classic one. Narrow is the path to salvation. Broad is the path to destruction. It's really easy to be a fool. It, the challenge is being wise, getting prayed up, asking wise people smart questions, and then applying what we learn. So the whole idea of the fast, what can we give up? What can we take a pause on? What can we step back from? Open up some time and energy in our life so we can do better things. That's the whole idea of the fast. We've got three more days we want to apply. We want to be like ants, not the grasshopper. And it's meant to be challenging. That's why we're doing it together. Three more days. Apply what we've learned for the long-term benefit. Next Sunday, we're going to celebrate. Tim, who apparently speeds everywhere he goes, is going to be cooking burgers. 
it's a shame it's not going to, I'm sure it's not going to rain next Sunday because that'd be two Sundays in a row and Arizona's never produced that much rain. But wouldn't it be fun to see the Chicago out, guy out there doing, doing burgers under an umbrella? Oh, man, that would be great. I don't know. Tim probably wouldn't even notice it was raining. He's from Chicago. But next Sunday is Burger Sunday. Burger Sunday is glorious. So after church today, we're going to go out. We're going to turn left. And there's various snacks. If you want to eat unhealthy, you have the option. If you want to eat a little healthier, that's the option. If you want to just drink coffee, the idea is the best parties always end up in the kitchen. And if we're going to focus on relationships in 2024, then go out and turn left and let's, let's chat a bit. Let's, let's learn from each other. Let's have some fun. Next Sunday, Burger Sunday, burgers, usually some hot dogs with some basic Chicago dog material, depending on how much. There's, there's garlic salt. See what I'm saying? Depending on how, uh, celery salt. There's, there's not the proper buns, so really, what's the point? But the idea is we're going to do next week what we're going to focus on after, uh, after, there's more heckling in church than usual. Have you noticed? I'm going to start with, as you guys fill out those connect cards, if you say you're from Chicago, I'm just going to. But next Sunday, Burger Sunday, there's even the salad option. Oh, it's crazy. And it's, and it's fun because there's something about eating together. The Bible calls it breaking bread together. When you have people over, you don't just stand around. At some point, you offer them something to drink. Would you, would you like a snack? How about a chair? Burger Sunday, there's no chairs. But the point is. Having food breaking together is, is breaking bread together is what makes the relationships great. So that's what we're going to do next week. And starting next week, I, the idea of the fast is to free up some time to do better things, including 40 days of purpose. It's a program from 25 years ago. It's been it's just great. Rick Warren, who just retired, and is now the the chancellor of the seminary I went to in London. Uh, my friends have no idea what that means, but uh, you know what? They're not in charge over there, are they? So I'm sure he'll be great. But he, he wrote a book, and he, and he did a, a, a small group series. And I'm going to ask for an evening of your time for six weeks. I know. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Ted, you might as well voluntarily ask us to just give church money. Right? It's just crazy. <laughs> it is insane. But the idea is we want to do the fast so we can free up some mental energy, some physical time where we can get together. We'll get the kids cared for. We'll get the adults in conversation. We're going to read this book together. It's a little bit every day. It's about four pages a day of pretty big type. We can do this. We can do this. So we'll start the signups next week. We're going to kick it off on February 11th. Who knows what February 11th is? Yeah, see, it's very fortunately. We're excited about that. It's the only football game I watch all year. I don't know Alex Smith personally. I watch his brother make a great catch. That's it. That's what I know. But in the, in the community room where your kids are right now, we're going to set up the Super Bowl. It's going to be on two screens. There's, uh, there's both a Yamaha and a Bose sound system in there. They'll pick one. And uh, we, we do a lot to keep your kids entertained, can I just tell you? And uh, so it's going to be the real live Super Bowl with full volume, and the door will close. So if you want to be here for the Super Bowl, go right in there. And, uh, and for the rest of us, the Christians... We're going to be in the lobby out here on, on the cement, and we're going to have fun. The game will be on there, right, which should have plenty of inappropriate commercials, I'm sure, but no sound. And we're going to be playing games like board games, and, and we're going to have 
full-on Chicago dogs. Monique is making Chicago dogs, and these things are better than where you're gonna find at a cart on the road, on the, on the streets of Chicago. And then uh, someone, uh, specifically Kevin, was voluntold by his wife that he's making some Sonoran hot dogs, right? That's pretty good. And what's the big hit, hottie? Chili cook-off. I think we have four or five people already signed up, so if, be ready. If you've got award-winning chili, or if it's just a stage above, whew, that's barely edible. We don't care. Just bring some chili. So all that is February 11th. I think kickoff is 3.30. Is this right, football fans? Okay, so kickoff is at 3.30. So at 3 o'clock, we're going to come. And so you have 30 minutes to pretend you like people and then go behind the door and, and watch the game. And uh, you can even do open betting. Years ago, we did a Super Bowl party where we were in Midtown. My very New York mother and somebody else's very California mother were playing dominoes for money. Like, are you aware this is a church situation? Maybe that's why the NFL sent us the cease and desist letter now that I think about it. But we're going to do the NFL game, but on an appropriate screen. If we put them up here, we've got to get a license. If we put it on a normal TV, we're fine. I don't know. Go talk to Alex Smith about it. I don't know how it all works. But we're going to do Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to do it well. So should be a lot of fun. We're focusing on uh, relationships in 2024. Now, let's see if the uh, youth, I gave them a challenge. Did we get the painting to come up here, guys? So this painting is from 1950, and it's called, I got it on my phone. I could just show it to you. It's from 1950, and it was called Sunday Afternoon Visiting, I think it was called. So from 1950. There's uh, this family walking out of a house. Dad had, they're in, dad's in a suit. Mom's in a dress. Kids are dressed up. Dad's got a top hat on like Pastor Glenn wore in this morning. And as they're leaving, another family were doing the same. Dad's in a suit, wearing a top hat. Mom's in a dress. The kids are dressed up. Look at this. Pretty good description. My, my only concern is the guy with the newspaper might be disappointed that the, I'm guessing this is his brother and wife that are just coming up the driveway. But... The whole idea is, do you know that people used to do this? Isn't this crazy? You would intentionally go to someone's house just to visit? Their TVs were this size and black and white, right? And all they had was Milton Berle. So that's why they did this. The NFL wasn't a big hit yet. And this is what we're striving for, not Again, the guy with the newspaper. But the rest. See, the guy leaving looks happy. The guy coming up looks happy. The kids look happy. This is what we're going to strive for in 2024. Not to get painted, but to actually have time to be friends with other real-life humans. Doesn't, it sound, doesn't that sound crazy to say out loud? No, that's what we're going to try for in 2024. So next week, we'll start the sign-ups, and then uh, next week is Burger Sunday. February 11th is the Super Bowl kickoff with all the fun, and th there's one simple reason. Because God created you and created me for relationship. And Jeremy still doesn't know I was fasting. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thanks for being in this place. Our prayer is that you will be moving in our lives, that we will make the effort and find the time and be rewarded for the effort to join together, to study you, learn about you, but to actually live life with you. 
may it be that we never feel alone ever again. Because not only do we have people we could call, visit, actually talk to here in Tucson, Arizona, but that we would have you, the Spirit of God, with us everywhere we go. If there's anybody here today who doesn't know you, that ABC approach to the relationship with you, A, is to admit that we are sinners. We've been building our own kingdom for so long, we're kind of tired. Give us the courage to join with your kingdom, to make our work be heavenly-minded work. When we go to work, for some of us today, for some tomorrow, realize what we're doing is solving problems for your children. That's what we're getting paid to do. B is to believe that Jesus is the one who makes us worthy of the kingdom of God. We want to live up to it, but we don't earn it. C is to choose to embrace our status as a child of God each and every day. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen.